I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Recording. Ah, I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling this. We got got some posy vibes going on today. We are in some gear right now. So Forrest is rocking his... Don't be a hero podcast tea. I, for one, I'm not rocking the Don't Be a Hero podcast tea, but I am rocking Shocking. an I am Groot hat with yes. an I am Groot t shirt. <laughs> because why, my friend, why am I dressed like this? Because we're about to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, yes, we are. I already feel far better than last week. What about you? Oh, I feel, I feel, I've got no COVID, so I'm already feeling better. The cough has uh, dissipated. To oh, you sound to... better, mate. You sound great. I say, uh, honestly, mate, I feel great. It's you know we're back to we're back to familiar ground. Yeah. Doctor Strange and the the American accents are gone. Park that. Leave that over there. They're Put it on the shelf for a time being. And we've got some familiar folks. We really do. Um, and I'm going to go straight in and say my favourite intro to a film in, and I, I mean this, in any film ever. 100,000 million trillion zillion percent, my friend. Like this, yeah. this, I remember being in the cinema and watching that intro. Uh, and I'm talking about um, listening to Mr. Blue Sky. Um, watching them just defeat uh, defeat the beast whilst Groot is just having a little duck. Honestly, <laughs> I remember watching that in the cinema and thinking that that just blew my mind. And I, I've re- I even if I don't watch a whole film, I will yeah. watch that five to ten minutes. Yeah, just to see. It, 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 I mean, insanely good. It's Insane. perfect. It's yeah. perfect. But yeah, right. Team, dear listener, welcome to another episode. Welcome to Don't Be a Hero podcast, where we are just about to, well, we've already started, to deep dive and to review Guardians of the Galaxy. Duh. Oh, yeah. So I think you're right. I think this is the best um, intro to an MCU movie there is. I, I would I would almost go as far to say 
any yeah any film ever, mate. I, I don't think I've ever seen not not to reintroduce us to characters perfectly yeah. Yeah. to uh, the graph the whole graphics, graphics. of the scene. Like the, the visual effects design. of this movie is chef's kiss on point. Chef's kiss, lovely kiss, um, and um, the choice of song. What yeah. a tune! Yeah, f- uh, I listened to it this evening because I knew we were going to do this. I came in from work. We got a brand new Google Hub downstairs, so nice. I asked asked our little friend Google to play Mister Blue Sky whilst I was washing up the dishes. Do you um, know what? There's mm-hmm. a certain covers band that play that song really well, and they're called Jam Jar Band. And you should <laughs> definitely look at them on Instagram with Jam Jar Band. You might find a familiar face. It might be me playing guitar. <laughs> But I love playing that song in my covers band, and it's wow. uh, no wow. there. I, I sort of the, the, I threw that in there. The shameless, shameless self-promotion. <laughs> that is fucking ludicrous. Wow, wow! I'm gonna fine you for that, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, oh man. honestly, that was. Jeez. I was on the tip of my tongue for about three days uh, since I've watched it. And I was like, oh my uh, God, yeah, it's Mr. Blue Sky. We play that. But anyway, yeah, no, it is a brilliant beginning. The visual arts, the visual effects of this movie, it just needs immediately on the offset, just needs a, just a round of applause. Like it really is genuinely a spectacle in so many ways. And, you, and Disney Plus have the 4K thing now, don't they? They, they? You can see it in 4K. And when you watch it in 4K, you're like, holy crap, look yeah. at that. Like, it's a genuinely, it's a spectacle. Um, there's no better word to describe it. But that beginning with oh. Groot dancing around with the Guardians fighting this massive gloopy alien. And it's action-packed. It's you funny. It's, you get it's, all the characterization of each character as well. You get, like you know exactly. exactly who each character is. Yeah. Ju- and all they're doing is reacting in the background mm-hmm. uh, and normally telling Groot off, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um. And it, it, it it's just uh in like the perfect beginning. Like mm-hmm. and and for me straight off the back, I'm thinking. To beat what they, I don't know how they're gonna equal or beat it in Guardians Three. How the hell are they gonna open that film? I do you know what? I, 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 they've got massive shoes to fill with this successful movie, you know, Part Two. But I feel like they will. I'm positive mm. because they have, you know, I'm going to talk about this Golden Fred again today. But like in terms of what the Guardians have established, in terms of what their movies are about. That this is following on from what was already started to be spoken about in this part of the movie. I, I forgot that. So, for instance, I'm, I'm talking about the Sovereign. So, I'm talking about Adam Warlock being suggested in this movie. And I was, I forgot. I was like, oh my god, yeah. Oh yeah, I've been they're waiting. Actually, for... they're paving that way already. I, I and we every, we go to pretty much every Marvel film. Or we have done for a while anyway. And mm. I'm all, I always mention to you about Adam Warlock, don't I? You do because you do. they. I remember them them bringing him in at this point, but it's it's, and I, I would love to know, uh, Kevin, if you're listening, uh, whether it was initially designed that we would be waiting this long. Yeah, because it is a it is a, a substantial gap between because, and also um, I might be wrong. What I'm about to say, but I'm pretty sure we don't 
there's no specific scene about Adam from now on. I think it goes pretty apart the end credits. Apart from the end credits. Oh no no sorry. I mentioned. mean after this film. After oh, right, this right, film. Right. oh no yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Like, no. After this film, we don't hear like it's all like no. online everywhere. Like fans like truly you know pr- uh, quite rightly excited. But um, the the only. Oh no, it's not even a, even um, Harry Styles' character in the end credit. That was yeah, not even, no. They're not connected. They are. I think they're going to be part of it, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, incredible. But yeah, like okay, so Guardians two came out in twenty seventeen, and Guardians three is not coming out until what next year? I know, end of next year or something Large. like that. And and also this um, at the very end of the film, this is so far the first and. Definitely one of the one of a few, or possibly the only. Um, at the end of this film, it says Guardians will return right at the beginning of the credits. Normally, you don't get that until right at the end. Yeah. So yeah. It, it is they this film they yeah they they knew they wanted the Guardians back straight away. It's been a long time. I think I would and I would probably assume. We would have got an earlier Guardians film than this year. I've got a feeling. I think so, yeah. COVID and scheduling because Mm. someone like Chris Pratt has been in fucking everything at the moment. So I've got a. It must be scheduling conflicts. And James Gunn, quite frankly, has been busy. So um, yeah, there must have been a whole kind of schedule because to have that big of a gap, especially when you already know the plot, you know it's going to be Adam. So it's, it's quite. I like, I like to think me, that they yeah. probably would have gone for Thor: Lord of Love of Thunder, and you know brought that kind of wrapped that round in terms of that as they did with the movie, and then kind of a few months later, they would have gone straight to Guardians Three. Yeah, yeah. To kind of continue that kind of story. Oh yeah, because yeah, that is true. Actually, there is a there is that thread, isn't there? But... Yeah. But that's post, yeah, post Endgame, in it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose, I suppose Endgame could have been re, could have been rewritten. I suppose if they knew, if they knew Guardians Three was possible earlier than it was, then Endgame didn't have to end that Thor was with them. No, do you know? No, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So yeah. And, and then Love and Thunder because that, that was such a blink and you miss it moment in Love Love and Thunder yeah. anyway. So uh, you know they could have rewritten that. So it almost that's feels true. Actually, like, I was actually quite know. surprised. You know, Thor: Love and Thunder. I, I was quite surprised that the Guardians weren't in it that much. Though you'd probably say there were probably five minutes of screen time. Yeah, and and they that. and they were they were in all of the trailers as well. So it's a <clears> little yeah. bit absurd to have them in. Um, so yeah, this, I think there's definitely been some kind of rewriting of yeah. of their them featuring. Would but you yes. like a Would you like a synopsis? I, do you know what? That was literally what I was about to say, my friend. I was about, I want to hear a synopsis. I want to <sighs> feed it to me. Come on, give it to me. Let's go. We'll chew this one up. Peter Quill and his fellow Guardians are hired by a powerful alien race, the Sovereign, to protect their precious batteries from invaders. When it is discovered that Rocket has stolen the items they were sent to guard, the Sovereign dispatch their armada to search for vengeance. As the Guardians try to escape, the mystery of Peter's parentage is revealed. Nice. Nice. To the point. 
Yeah, the sovereign I mentioned. You know, and yeah. I, I didn't realize how much of uh, an integral part the sovereign played in the in the plot of the movie. Okay. Like I, I thought it. I don't know. It's must be memory. But like when I watched it the first time, I thought they were just highlighted in the first part of the movie, uh, and that was it. But uh, they are yeah. kind of in it as it go, and I know it goes off into the ego tangent and who's your daddy kind of situation. But like, mm. yeah, they are there. I've got yeah. I, I thought. Um, I mean, he, he is in it a lot, but I, I thought Yondu um, was actually in it a bit more. Is yeah, it, he already. I mean, he is definitely in more than enough of it anyway. Um, but yeah, I I definitely thought yeah he featured a bit more. So so yeah, it's mate. It's one of those films where I knew it was good, but I've yeah definitely forgotten a lot about it. Um, Would you in that in that synopsis is great. I think it's good. Um, yeah. Seeing as we're talking about synopsis, just quick kind of thoughts on plot. What? How mm-hmm. did you feel like the plot was for this movie? Uh, so, I thought the general plot was good. I thought um, it's quite hard. I think they don't really make a lot of the fact that Rocket has stolen the batteries for me. Like no. it, it. Um, but then it, the thing is, you watch you watch these films, and because we're watching them back again, sometimes you're like, I don't know, because we write me and Matt write notes, so you know, or sometimes you're a bit like you're writing a note, and then something else has happened. But I feel like this time round, I I hadn't really my thought thought process hadn't really worked out. The rocket had stolen the batteries, and that's kind of what had, had caused. That's what caused everything. Yeah, yeah every and it, and I think I feel like. Yeah, and there was a bit where Rocket and Yondu were together, and I was a bit like, I got a bit confused how they were together. Um, so it jumped around a fair bit, I found. Um, but when it didn't jump around, I felt the the issue then became we had really long stretches of nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Like this is quite a long film. So it's another yeah. over. T- it's another two plus uh, hour film. Yeah. Um. And you, you know, you know me and long films in the Marvel. So far, I've not enjoyed <laughs> many of them. Um. But I think there. It's certainly the middle. Um. Oh, what? Uh. The last act definitely yeah. goes on for well. T- that yeah. whole you know when they're they're trying to you know kill his dad kill him basically. It goes on for fucking ages. That's my only, and in honesty, in terms of plot, that's my only gripe. The last quarter of the movie goes on for too long. Yeah. The the, the wrap up of ego and defeating ego and that kind of sequence at the end, it just it just is a little bit elongated because you know it's coming, and that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> you know you know that that ending's coming, and mm. but it just it does it, it's not doesn't play out in a way that you kind of there's no twists and turns i see i even thought at the end you know ego goes look if you destroy me you're going to lose the 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 celestial part of you Mm. i complete when i first watched that i completely missed that Mm. right so through through this whole whole time i've been thinking to myself that he still is part celestial and he still has those powers but Clearly, he's lost them, and I think that's a bit of a like. Oh, that's a bit of a shame because it would be quite nice to see if he, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe part of volume three is that he kind of finds a way to get it back, and he kind of uses it 
Um, yeah. You know, again, um, yeah, 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 so yeah. he doesn't need it because it's the thing. So in order to be a celestial, you need you need your heart, your life force is the is the planet that you create or the sphere mm. that you create, and with that's destroyed, then you're fudged. That you're no you're no longer a celestial. Um, but I wonder whether he's a wonder whether he's got that on Earth or something. I don't know without knowing or mm. yeah yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah I def- definitely yeah. Third act, I think. Um, a part uh, a part of the second act when they um oh, what planet are they on when what planet is uh peter on peter quill is it ego 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 ego's planet um yeah it that bit for me also was a bit long it, mm. it, it's just yeah i think i thought there were very long bits in this so they they did this kind of classic thing on the volume two when you've got a classic team-up movie and you're like right cool we had a brilliant team-up movie for the first time round. they were all together busting ass and it was awesome this time around we've got to split them up mm. and we've got to play with character dynamics and it's quite clearly that's what they did with this one so they you know they split up rocket with uh, the rest of the team and you had this kind of uh, Yondu and Rocket relationship kind of develop as it goes through. Um, but like I found myself, and I don't know, I'd be interested how you feel about this, but I found myself interested more in Quill's storyline mm. than Rocket's. So when he got put into jail and, and, you know, against the kind of Ravagers thing, Taserface and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, although, there, although I, because um, the reason for that was to bring the comedy in, right? Yeah, because absolutely. Pete, Pete, you know, Quill didn't really have the co- the comedy part of it. No. Uh, that was the the plot. Um, so, and and I think one of my, I oh, know my favorite. No, because the start of the film is definitely my favorite. Okay, so one of my favorite scenes is definitely when Groot <coughs> Groot is trying to find Yondu's hairpiece, <laughs> yeah, and he just is. keeps bringing back different like that for me was lit and that to be and you could argue that went on a little bit longer than it, it needed to yeah. uh, kind of the joke got but i think actually because group was bringing about different stuff every time it, mm. it, it, it was very funny my my favorite group moment was in the last part of the movie when um rocket gives him the the bomb and he goes you press this button to set the timer off and he keeps press pointing at the wrong place yeah, yeah. Point, wrong button and then rocket then asks quill while he's battling outside going have you got any tape i don't have any <laughs> yeah. tape and quill just goes past everybody and asks quill to, to ask everyone for tape and he goes did you ask um who did he say did you ask uh it wasn't gamora it was um ne- nebula uh, nebula he said have you asked nebula, nebula for tape and he was like well she was with gamora just like I heard you didn't ask. Can you go and <laughs> go and it was just this brilliant bit of yeah. comedy in the middle of some high stakes action, and you're like, oh, that's just just genius, fucking yeah. genius. Um, that was my favourite moment for Groot, that's for sure. But like that innocence that Groot brings mm. is is one utterly adorable and a massive hit, as you can see in terms of that. merchandise, in terms of merchandise, right? But um, I think. Um, yeah, I think he steals the show, Groot, personally yeah. for me. Or yeah. that, or um, uh, Dave Bautista as Drax. Drax. It's just so, brilliant. You see, so this, so Drax for me, right? And I've got to, I've got to go back to my notes to see how I worded this. Um, see, Drax is the one person 
uh, tracks. It would. Oh, he, yeah. So one of the lines. Sorry, before I go, around, it would make my nether regions engorge. He That's says it one more. I put in my... It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can't remember who they, what they're talking about at that point. I can't even. There, because he was talking about him and uh, Quills and Gamora's relationship, and he was like, "Hey, you think how, I think it was kind of checking in on how things are going on." And then they were having a conversation about how um, Drax met his wife because she never laughed. Oh, never yes. danced or something like that. Yeah, never danced. Yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, yeah, because he says that. Um, yeah, he says that Peter Quill was a dancer, right? <laughs> and Gamora's an on. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, that made me laugh. But and also the um, fucking name. Oh, I'm so bad with names. Um, also, not Gamora. Oh my god, how can she not be high up on the? Who, what is the name of the, so Drax, who he eventually like, like, likes by the end of the film, he calls her disgusting on the Ma- outside. It's of, not Mantis, is it? Is it Mantis? It might well be Mantis. Um, Mantis Guardians. Hey, if I'm right, this might be the first time I've got a cast. It, it, yeah, right. it is. Mantis. Well done, bud. <gasps> oh my God. This is, yeah. this is, this is a, oh my God. I got it right, listener. Yes, Dear Mantis. listener, I got it right. Woohoo. Uh, hey yeah. <laughs> High five me. Yeah. Um Mantis. Um that that exchange or uh, made me piss myself the whole time. I thought that was really weird. But <laughs> there were moments for me where they got they went into the whole what they're doing with Thor, where sometimes it teetered on the edge of caricaturing that character. He's Drax's really funny, but he, he they push, they push it too far sometimes in Marvel, and it becomes non, non, non believable. And not whilst we're talking about comedy, it's, oh, mm. unless you, have you sorry, you got something to add about drag? No, yeah, no, 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 yeah, again, no. Yeah, I was uh, just about, I was just smiling because oh. yeah, I think, I think it's, I like, I like it when they go a little bit too far. Yeah, do you know me what I mean? You, me and you are so different in that kind of. I like yeah, it when yeah, they yeah. push, push it just a little bit too far. That kind of like Drax's laugh. Mm. Was just gets bolder and bolder and bolder every single time, and that moment when he kind of realizes that um, uh, Quill kind of talks about his undying love or something like that, and he kind of uses that against him in embarrassment, and he points and laughs, and then Mantis touches his head and then laughs with him, and just that kind of yeah, moment yeah, of comedy yeah. is a little bit. It goes on for that edge too long, but I kind of love it mm-hmm. because it just it's just it's that uncomfortable nature that I just yeah, yeah. I just like to sit in sometimes as a passive observer i don't want to be in it personally if that happened to me no like that get over with done with no 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 but like as a passive observer just to see it go on for a little bit too long so it gets a little bit awkward yeah i'm up for that you're just uncomfortable to be around man i think so it's <laughs> 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 probably it mate yeah I know that. um <clears throat> but yeah the um my Literally, this film is like the more you think of it, full of my like favorite moments. There's just loads of them. But um, whilst we're talking about the comedy moments, the other one (laughs) is, um, and I I was waiting actually for it to cut because I couldn't remember whether they did hark back to it. But in the first film, where uh, Rocket constantly gets uh, Quill, I think, to take uh, like prisoners' legs. 
or like body parts. Yes. And then for no reason. And then in the end, he's just like, oh no, I just wanted to see what it was like when he lost his leg. Like, oh. and that prop. And then they bring it back in this film. I'm yeah. So happy. so yeah, when Groot's bringing loads of things, he brings. I think it's a scavenger's eye. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, he doesn't bring it. They talk about it, don't they? And you're yeah. new. It's like, oh, one of the scavengers leaves their leaves their eye whilst they sleep, and yeah. then and then Rocket's like, bring it back, bring it back. And Yondu's like, why? And he's like, because he's gonna wake up and not know where he's at. It's just, I, I sit, I, I just love that. And and it, and um, do you watch? Um, no, wait, which show is? What show is that from? I think Parks and Recreation. Ever watch Parks and Rec? Oh my god, mate! I'm a massive fan of that show. How have we oh not my... spoken about this? Oh my god! Literally, it's like it's like The Office, Parks and Rec for me, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Those are my totally Trinity triumphant. Treat yourself. Oh my god! Treat Brilliant. yourself. Treat yourself. Um, the is Parks and Rec. Isn't there? Oh, this. I think I've got the wrong show. <laughs> After all. Of... Which is the? Oh, what are you talking about? What bit are you talking about? Let me try and help you. Um, uh, basically, it's the person that does pranks, but they do pranks too far every time. So, like, they're like, "Oh yeah, may- maybe we can do this," and then and then it's like, "Oh, and then may- maybe we can just shoot them," and then everyone's like looking at them like, "What? What are you on?" And it, and that kind of reminds me of Rocket. But what comedy show is that? I don't know. I don't think it's Parks and Rec. No, because the more the more I was talking, the more I was like, no, it can't be Parks and Rec. It's a bit more of a heightened comedy than that. And they're literally like, oh yeah, maybe we could like, it's not, it isn't The Office, is it? Is it? it might, like, I feel like it might be. There might be a moment where it went a bit too far. Oh, is it with Dwight? Like Andy or Dwight? Yeah. Is it, it Dwight where he like tries to poison, like Dwightism. poison people or something? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that's it. Where Jim's like, oh yeah, let's <clears> do a prank, and then yes. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, when they team up together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it reminds. Yes, that's it. And it, and it reminded me of that. Rocket reminds me a bit of that of those Dwight scenes, oh. where it's just like everyone like you got you know just normal pranks, and then and then Rocket just comes in with like yeah, let's take their leg, and like everyone's like what? <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just proper good. So uh, yeah, we're really strong on the comedy again with this film. Really? Uh, massively, massively, and I think uh, maybe that, like you say, maybe that was to a fault in some moments, like the dramatic moments. And to be fair, there were a few dramatic moments, you know, in terms of uh, Peter Quill, the realization that he's part celestial, uh, finding his dad, the relationship between his dad and him, and the the bit I I really didn't like uh, in terms of one particular scene between him and Ego is the when he did the. The, the, the baseball catch sequence in slow motion. Mm. I was like, oh, it's a bit... Again, I, I don't know if it's there deliberately to make us feel uncomfortable because you're like, oh my God, that's so cheesy. That's so fucking... Like it, yeah, it was yeah. eggy. Um, I didn't like it as a, as a moment. It wasn't sweet. It wasn't like, oh my God, it's really wholesome. It's like, no, it's just... I mean, that's really generic. Um, yeah, yeah. But... I think they to to the detriment of kind of the big heightened comedy moments, the drama kind of fell short a little bit, and that's what I was actually more into. I was actually quite interested in Ego's relationship with 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 Peter Quill, how Ego became Ego, the the celestial, you know, the fact that he says he's a celestial from a Marvel perspective is a big deal. 
that is, you know, I don't know, I do know, I don't even know if it's the first time that's been mentioned in terms of a celestial. I don't think it is. Um, but like, you know, that's the first time that we properly see as a full blown character a celestial in a movie. Um, mm. And that, I think that needed a little bit more explanation. And again, because obviously that's at the forefront now really in terms of the multiverse of madness and uh the eternals you know they talk about you know celestials throughout the whole movie that's going to play a big part in phase five and six i'm sure so we, mm. i think we probably need a little bit more kind of okay well what is what is a celestial uh where do they stand where do they sit in terms of the the hierarchy of beings um of which actually i've got a list so i wrote down my notes because mm. i needed to, i needed kind of like okay actually where does this lie? So there's kind of, uh, in terms of species and beings and marvels, at the bottom we've got humans and aliens, or just outer-worldly beings. Yep. And then we've got, above that, is the inhumans, like Marvel, uh, mm. super soldiers, uh, yep. the clandestines that were featured in Miss Marvel, the Shatauri, and then I've put, like, uh, above that, like, Nordic gods, the Egyptian gods, Zeus, all that kind of stuff, so from Thor... Uh, Moon Knight, all that kind of stuff. And then above that is Titans. So that's mm. where Thanos is. That's um, And as well, like Harry Styles' uh, new role. He's a Titan as well. Mm. And then above that is then the Eternals and the Deviants. Because they were created by the Celestials yeah. to protect the planets that they were living in. Yeah. So... So the Eternals are there, then we have above them as Celestials, then above them is then cosmic entities, because then what happens, and this is another thing that I think needed a little bit more explanation, is when Ego goes to Peter Quill, I'm going to show you what you need to see, mm. and then he goes, I see it, and his eyes turn into a galaxy, don't they? And he goes, I see it, I see eternity. That's, that's the whole plot of Thor Love and Thunder at some point, you know, towards the last part of of that one yeah, yeah we yeah, need yeah. we needed again we needed a more explanation on kind of cosmic entities and what they mean to the celestials because obviously they are larger than the celestials you know mm. the celestials have been there since the dawn of time since the big bang that was established in the movie but the cosmic entities like eternity that's we that what that we know that needs way more explanation because that's when my brain goes a little bit beyond comprehension because eternity will soon become a character mm. and you know the celestials that live within that there just needs to be a little bit more i don't know what i'm trying to say i basically i just feel like there needs to be a little bit more explanation because it's a bigger picture in those bits what are what is the sovereign in terms of that level where do they land Yeah, where do they land i think they're around with the uh in humans and aliens they're just another race aren't they they're just uh, super intelligent could i create a theory mm. and you absolutely within your right tear it down um obviously obadiah thanos was correct um <laughs> but um no but i i so as we were speaking, I, I've just done a little bit of a of a Google as well like, while she was speaking, and um, I. So, we see Meredith right at the start of the film, yeah. who is the uh, is Quill's mum, right? Meredith. Yep. Now, 
she we see her uh, at the beginning of Guardians One uh, uh, as she's as she's dying, right? Um, and she's dying of cancer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then in this film, we see a younger her driving in with um, uh, with Ego um, or Ego. Is it Ego? Ego. Ego, ego, yeah, yeah. ego. I keep adding an R at the end of it. Uh, with ego, and um, they're driving in the car, right? And she's got she's uh, blonde, like you know, and um, and it's played by, and I just fucking saw the bloody name, uh, Marvel. <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, think I could get it right. No, I can't. Meredith Quill film is portrayed by. Oh, it just came up for me. I didn't even have to look it up before. So annoying. Hannah, I think her name was. Hannah. Betrayed by Laura, not Hannah. Laura Haddock, right, Mm. is the actress. Now, I thought, when I first saw... uh, Well, I say first saw, I've seen this film before, but this time round, saw her... Then we see Elizabeth betraying Aisha, right? Who's the, who is the sovereign? Sovereign. Yeah. For me, those two actresses are are reasonably similar looking. They're not too far away, right? Mm-hmm. From look and and there was what when we first see Aisha, it was a part of me. And went, oh, well, oh, cool. Oh, okay, yeah, that's Aisha, sovereign, blah blah blah. Now. This is where my fan theory begins. <laughs> okay. Could it, they are similar looking actresses in the same film. Now, yeah. her, his Peter Quill's dad is um oh my Kurt God. Russell. No, not the actor, sorry. What is he you just been talking he, about the layers? It uh, he, Oh, a celestial. A celestial, right? Yeah. Yeah. Celestial. Uh, and then we have Sovereign. Now, reason, can there be any world where his mum actually, she might have died, or just before she died, mm-hmm. could there have been any mischief, given what we know about his dad, which would then mean she didn't die, and she was re- reborn to a degree, but she is Aisha in the Sovereign. Now, Adam Warlock had a birthing, had a birth pool, right? They birth, you know, they birth new ones, and and yeah, it's obviously not the same actress, and she looks slightly different. But for me, it's in they're both in the same film, and they're not a million miles away. Now, could you? And also, it would give reason for the third film to still be looped around his family. So you're so. Let me get this right. So you're saying Ego went on Earth, fell in love with Meredith Quill, yeah. and Meredith Quill got cancer and n- nearly died. You or say, died. Or, or died. died. One of the two. And as that happened. Kurt Russell's ego brought her back and made and made her and revived her, fixed her as a sovereign, and she then she, then she became a sovereign. Or didn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because because in this film it's established that Meredith knows about this plant, right? She knows about mm. that thing that's in the ground that ultimately leads to this other dimension, right? This yeah. these, these wells that they live in. So Meredith was already aware and we don't really know the true extent of how much of this, uh, you know, how much outside of Earth Meredith is aware of and everything around it. Could there be a world in which Aisha is revealed to actually be Meredith? So you're saying then that Aisha is Quill's mum? Yeah. Because how much, how many layers would that then add? Because he's they're basically a war together, right? And and I suppose that's the unbelievable part because wouldn't she know that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I just saw two very similar actresses, and I thought, well, the Sovereign are coming back into it in a large portion, right, in the third mm-hmm. film. And mm-hmm. as someone who hasn't read the comics, who and it and is not taking it on face, like Rocket stole a couple of batteries. That's it, right? Then yep. and yeah, they they you know they had a fight with the sovereign. The sovereign lost. You know, Aisha's got a lot to convince, probably her people. But if there was an additional layer, additional layer in there, I wonder whether. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm intrigued to see because you'd be bringing back Peter Quill's family. You'd add a completely new dimension. Um, why actually he shouldn't be going against the sovereign, but he wouldn't know that. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was just for me that would imagine that. Imagine so, it. so interestingly. So I've just had a look at the cast for Guardians Three, mm. and Elizabeth uh, Debicki, I think, who plays the role of Aisha in Part Volume Two. Yeah, she is actually credited as Kismet. Ooh, which is, which is. Uh, I'm just trying. To, I'm just looking at she. So she is. Known as Paragon, also known as Paragon and Aisha, so they've kind of changed her name from Aisha to Kismet for whatever reason. I don't know, but I'm looking. I'm also looking at these both, you know, Meredith and Aisha, and they do look similar. Hey, look, mate, hey, because you don't put never know. You don't put similar casting in a film. Right, you just you just don't like you don't put actri- like actresses or actors that look alike in the same film. And for me, anyway, and this this is the thing I'm coming like actor background. For, I'm just I'm just overly thinking about this, and oh, and I know people are going to listen to this and go, "What are you fucking talking about?" <laughs> I've read the, I've read the comics. This wouldn't be you know the reason why it's got to be about Adam Warlock. I'm just saying. How much would it add if it was true? Yeah, and yeah. why? And why can't it be true? Because if she has, like, you know, if 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 ego has kept her alive, then she, and she might not know who Quill is because it might have erased her memory. And um, I don't know. I I just think I, it's what it's one I think about. And in a what if episode, if Aisha was actually turned out to be Meredith, that's what I'd like. Well, well. Mate, okay. I'm. Then, I mean, I'm on board. And then, and then, because he, he, you know, and then Peter Quill's got a human celestial. He's part human, part celestial, and he's also got an in for the sovereign. Oh. Um. But yeah. Anyway, 
That was, oh. a, that was a long detour well, for perhaps something that will never, well, definitely never materialise. But but with the two actresses, don't you think? Don't you think they look similar? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. They do. They, I've just, I've literally, while you've been talking for about thirty minutes there, mate, <laughs> I've interrogated their faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right. There you go. <laughs> Well, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on it. I'm with you. I think with, I think that that would be a good layer. I'd like to. I'd like to see. Do you know? This is the other thing. I'd like to see Aisha Kismet, whoever, mm. to play a fundamental role within the next movie. Um, I really enjoyed their scenes. I really enjoyed Sivir- the Sovereign's part in Volume Two. Um, again, I didn't realize how much they were in. They were kind of in little, little flutters throughout mm. the film, but. Um, Obviously, it's going to be an integral part of Volume Three, and that's something that I'm really looking forward to. And, and again, so the, you know, the Sovereign have been in the works of creating this perfect specimen that was spoken about in the first scene of Volume Two, mm-hmm. and then then it kind of gets um, revealed at the end that she's been working on this, and she's kind of apparently, you know, it looks like things have gone very wrong for the Sovereign. Obviously, they 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 got their batteries stolen from them. You know, the Guardians stole some of their stuff. That's that's a massive blunder from the sovereign because they're supposed to be these really smart, you know, holier than thou, you know, people, you know, species, and they shouldn't, they shouldn't be disrespected like that. Um, so Aisha is currently in the dumps after part volume two. And she goes, Oh, actually, well, I'll tell you what, if this perfect specimen works out, this might be our saving grace. And at that point, she then says, I'm going to name him adam and then boom that's the end of volume part two and i was like so just oh i'm so so excited about part three and and Uh, we get we get baby rocket we do we get a rocket we get a rocket i think we're gonna lose rocket this is the other thing so there's a theory out there Mm. um i don't know if you've heard this the logos of the guardians movie so the first one was kind of brown in terms of its logo and obviously we lost Groot in the first one only for him to be rebirthed um and then in the second one it's kind of blue and red i think in terms of its logo and obviously we lose uh yondu yeah in the part two and actually that, that's worth mentioning now i i that moment when he oh. lifts him up and he said he may be in your father but he wasn't your daddy like that's such an un- just such a brilliant iconic line and it broke my heart. And just oh. seeing him die, it was just... Uh, the, can I just say, the funeral was... Yeah. Oh, my God, the ship, the scavenger ships. Yeah. Yep. That was... And and the thing is, that was genuinely upsetting. Yeah. Right? And I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching a Marvel film yep. where a guy in another world is dying and his ships with fireworks. Yep. Michael and Rooker is brilliant. He's, he's, he's brilliant. He's insane. And my... Um, Michael, as a Walking Dead fan, Michael yes. Rooker is yeah. insane in The Walking Dead as well. Is it Merle he plays? Is it Merle? Merle, yeah. yeah. Merle, Merle. Da- Daryl's brother. Oh, yeah. my God. He oh. was absolutely brilliant in that show. He's, he's amazing. He, and yeah. Yeah, he, he's just he's insane. He was in... Um, Christ, wasn't he in the second um, Zombieland? Zombieland? Oh, yeah. Film yeah, as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's cracking yeah. in that. Yeah, he's a gem, generally brilliant. But yeah, the funeral. That's definitely scene. worth mentioning, yeah. So that was such a brilliant moment. But then in the third movie, in terms of a logo, it's uh, of it's white and brown, I think, or something like that. It's of the colours of... 
um, of Rocket. Uh, and people think that you know we're getting lots of backstory about Rocket and the fact that he, you know, he was a science experiment gone wrong, all that kind of thing. We'll lose Rocket at the end of this movie, and I think that's kind of a given. I feel like it's going to happen. I don't know, really. I think I, I feel now I'm looking at it from a, a, a franchise point of view, and I'm thinking. Far too popular in the films. He, this, the there guy, won't be another it, one after this. There's no. I think that's been really? confirmed, hasn't it? I feel like it's been this confirmed. Is the we last Guardian, but but even if it is the last Guardians, I can't imagine they're not going to be in other films. And if they are going to be in other films, I can't imagine that they're getting rid of Rocket. He's he's so he's so like the Guardians for me. Yeah. Um, what colour did you say the newest logo was? I, let me let me double check. Let me double check. Um, Our fat checker Matt Jusen is uh, on the mission. Guardians three, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a brown, gold, uh, and white thing. So could it be? Uh, so I've got I've got it. I've got to get this up myself now. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yes, yeah, see, volume two was bright, bright blue. And gold and red. Okay. And Guardians one was yeah, like earthy brown. Yeah, so I mean, Guardians of the, the third logo is for me. That's just celestial colours, right? That is just yeah, yeah. Adam Warlock colour. But also, I would I would think if they're going to get rid of anyone, it will be Drax. Yeah, I think I've got a yeah Drax. I I I, I don't know. I I I've seen it. I've seen the theory. Appreciate it. Backstory, logo. You know, there's a lot. For, but I, I just don't. He's so unless they really are prepared to call it a day with the Guardians after this. If they are, if that's it, if that is properly it. Well. Well, so I've just had... So IGN pretty much confirmed... I had an interview with James Gunn not a few months ago. And James Gunn's pretty much confirmed that he does not intend to do a fourth Guardians movie. And prior to that as well, Dave Bautista put out a post, I think, on Twitter and social media that he's going to not be Drax again after the third one. But he was. So that kind of either reaffirms your theory or there definitely won't be a fourth one. James Gunn has said he's not doing a fourth Guardians film. I mean, if there's that a fourth does... Guardians movie without James Gunn, it's not fucking worth watching, mate. No, but it, but <laughs> no, but in in all fairness, he's done yeah. he's done his trilogy. So actually, isn't it time to give it to somebody else? Oh, mate, I wouldn't. I, I would if I was a director, I wouldn't want to touch that because that's golden. It's like picking up Christopher Nolan's trilogy and deciding to do a fourth one with but, Christian Bale. But not if you're not if you're going to get rid of a couple of characters. So if you do get rid of Drax, you do. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like Guardians is such a fucking like it is a golden. It's gold, right? In in Marvel, there is no way on earth MCU are getting rid of Guardians. They especially now, right? Got rid of Tony Stark. They got rid of Captain America. There's a lot of criticism about the MCU at the moment, um, and they're, oh, I would almost go as far as to say, outside of possibly Spider-Man, but even Spider-Man, we don't know where the fuck that's headed now. No. So this is their only 
right? Huge deal now that they can. It's, they it's can kind go of their guarantee, to. isn't it? It's yeah. their guarantee they're going to make a success out of this. So why on earth would they? Would they throw that away? Like, I'm sorry, I, John James Gunn <laughs> or no one. I'll be honest, mate. They're bringing it back. <laughs> they could probably throw Guardians away at any given point. You could, just considering. <laughs> How everything's going, honestly, because because they because this is it. <clears throat> it feels like we're in a transitional phase right now with MCU. All right, if we're talking about football teams right now, we're Liverpool. All right, <laughs> I don't even get that reference, but I know it's funny. <laughs> you're a dear listener. If you're a football fan, you'll probably go, "Oh yeah, no, you're right, Matt. That's spot on." <laughs> but. Like we've got there's this transitional phase where we're introducing more team up movies as well. We've still got a Fantastic Four movie that's meant to be coming out soon. That might be the new Guardians in terms of its tone. They might shift all of that kind of tone to Guardian uh, to Fantastic Four. Equally, Deadpool, Deadpool will probably be that comedy relief as well. Um, we've also got Inhumans. We've got we've got things that are coming left, right, and centre in terms of team up movies that they might rely upon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, here you go, Matt. Here's your, here's your Instagram real footage. Do you think this is the end? Uh, oh no, not this is. <laughs> Do you think after Guardians three, <laughs> this is the end of the Guardians? Uh, I am okay. so far on the. There is fucking no possible way they would they would click the suicide bomb button. I don't. I don't, I, don't oh, I think it is. I think it is. I think after the third one, that's it. No, man. Chris, ba- Chris Pratt's been cancelled. Dave Bautista pretty much said he's not going to do it anymore. James Gunn said he's out and he doesn't want to do a fourth one. I honestly... Drax dead. James Gunn changes to any other director. Not any other director. That's, that's a horror. Like, James Gunn is sick. But there are other, di- other directors that could get it. Um, Matt, and to be honest, may I propose this as an alternative... Could it be so Wahiti 
or Watiti. We can't say his fucking name between us. <laughs> Taka Wahit Watiti. Kratakaniki, our good old friend, Papa, Papa, whatever his name is. Him. Taika. 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 Taika Wahiti. Taika Wahiti. Could it be that Taika has fucked with Thor so much and the last film panned, quite frankly, critically, but Marvel evidently love him as a director, quite unlike you, and you know, millions of people love his work. Like, love his work. And I, I, there are particular works of his that I love as well. Could it be they bring him over to Guardians, which is more in line with his style of work anyway, and he takes over and does another film, and then they give Thor to a more middle ground director who finds a balance between you're, the first You're dreaming films big, my friend. You're dreaming way too big. You're blue sky thinking, my friend. <laughs> it's, too, it's too blue, it's too sunny. But what I will say is this. <laughs> Here we go. K-Dog, I want you to listen up. All right, are you listening, Mr. Feige? Yeah, I called you Mr. Feige. All right. So... Guardians 3, you've finished. You're done with James Gunn. Dave Batista, I don't want his laugh anyway. I tell you what, we've got two budding directors on the Don't Be a Hero podcast ready to take the reins of Guardians Part 4, Volume 4. Just just think about it, k Dog. Just think about it. It's a Matt J NFM production, mate. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. We we'll the- do it. We'll take it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'll just do? I'll I'll recast uh, Peter Quill for me. I'll be Peter Ooh. Quill, just so I've got just got you know. We'll bring back. Gamora. Hopefully, Gamora will be back. So yeah. Zoe Zadano will be uh, a love interest for Peter Quill still, mm. uh, and then I can take that 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 role willingly, professionally, obviously, but willingly take that. Um, I'm gonna go, and also if they get rid of Rocket. I want him to somehow be trapped. Bearing in mind, we've got... A, <laughs> this is me This is me going so far out of fucking box. But <laughs> Deadpool 3, yeah. we're, we're getting Wolverine, who we think is dead, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Rocket. Kill Rocket. Let's have Rocket in a Deadpool film as well. <laughs> Let's go. That'd be cool. Could you that'd be Deadpool, sick. Wolverine and Rocket. Oh, would, that'd be great. <laughs> would be a fucking hilarious <laughs> film. <laughs> that would just be yeah oh in fact if you can find some fan fiction that pops those three characters together speaking of rocket my friend it's like you know me yeah. it's like you know me we so are, well we're the same person but so just kind of as we're kind of i feel like we're wrapping up guardians because we've got a bit of news to talk about as well yeah. uh, at the end of the pod um and some special mentions as well um but Speaking to, about Rocket, my friend, I have I have collected just immediately um, a poem, oh, oh. another another oh. another poem, um, and I think it's from the same person. I think Smart Kira. I don't know if that was. I think you did the poem for Doctor Strange last last week, um, but here's a lovely, gorgeous poem about our dear Rocket, and it is entitled "A Rocket Poem." Oh well, <laughs> fuck it. So far, incredibly inventive. Thank you. Thank you. 
A rocket poem. Don't ever call me cute and cuddly. I absolutely hate it. It makes my blood boil when anybody says it, because he's the best marksman in the galaxy. There is no weapon he doesn't know how to use. And scene. That 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 that's it. Uh, Kenneth Branagh in your heart. <laughs> That is honestly that you know that is what a word Oof, of a term. I I kind of thought there was going to be more, but I've scrolled down and nope, there's literally just four lines. You know, I I almost yeah, I almost thought a bit you know a bit of Alan Rickman there. Oh, thought, you know, Alan Hello. Rickman delivery there. Thank you. I'll take that. I'll take that any day. But okay, so uh, just special mentions for me in terms of this movie, Sylvester Stallone. Great to see him as a cameo in the movie. Um, and I hope to see him again in part oh, three, no, in no, volume no. three. Sorry. I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah, he was great and he was brilliant, but I don't want to. Sylvester Stallone, you stay, you get stay in the bin. put, mate. You fair enough. I, I, that's fair enough. I, I, yeah, I get that. Um, I also thoroughly enjoyed, we haven't spoken about him in a few movies, Stan Lee's cameo. Oh, yeah. Chef's Kiss. It is the best one, and it's it's beautiful. Who are those people? Well, my friend, they are the Watchers, and the Watchers feature in... No, (laughs) what if? (laughs) (laughs) No, but they are in Loki. Maybe they are, maybe they are. The Watchers are in that room. They're in the room watching, literally. (laughs) <laughs> they're doing their job mate but they aren't they like pretend watchers aren't they like robots at the end aren't they revealed to be robots I don't know we have to watch when we get to Loki <laughs> we'll watch it and we'll talk about it yeah. Um, but yeah the watchers are uh, that's the first time they're featured and obviously they play heavily in the what if series as well um, which we also need to watch yes we do so much um, so watch. much I think it's great I think that kind of moment and he talks about him being a postman as well on, on the earth and he is so so it kind of uh, confirms that Stanley plays the same character, I think, loosely, I think very loosely, uh, in each movie, but great cameo. Um, just performances across the board were great. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I loved it. I genuinely I, loved it. A little bit of, I didn't know this, but have you, have you ever watched This Is Us? No. I mean, you and Ray. If you want this, and this very different vibe. But if you, yeah. if you like a very good written drama, oh, yeah, we do. Um, watch this is us. We've yeah. just finished Only Murders in the Building, and I can recommend that. Ooh. And we need to watch something else. That might be it. Uh, yeah, this is us. American series. Uh, inc- absolutely, inc- I possibly one of my one of the finest programs of this century so far. It is fantastically written. Um, So fully recommend that to you anyway. But for This Is Us, any This Is Us fans, I did not know um, that Taserface is played by an actor called Chris Sullivan. Now, Chris Sullivan in This Is Us plays my favourite of the characters, Toby. Um, So, Chris, if you're listening, I'll rate you. I admire you, Ooh. and quite frankly, mm. we'd definitely go for a pint together. Oh, uh, and also, at, I'm looking at my own face right now, mm. and I've I've got a little bit of a Chris Sullivan vibe 
You do actually. You got. I look, you got. I look a little bit like him as well. Actually, what, yes, you look like Taserface, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the act? Have you seen the actor? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I've seen, I've seen the cast photo. Yeah, um, you do look like so him. we we look. Yeah, we look. We look quite look quite similar. So I feel like Mr. Sullivan, brother or another mother. Let's go out. Let's get a drink together. See where the night takes us. Forest. Uh, <laughs> oh, cr- that was. <laughs> Jesus sorry. Christ. Sorry, yeah. listener. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sorry, dear listener. Um, how many quavers are you giving this, mate? How many? How, right. many? how many? Come on. It's reaching inside the packet. You're reaching inside. You've opened it up. Oh. Is it full? Is it empty? Oh, That's what we want to know. Have Come on. Let me have a look. Have oh. a little peep. He's having a little peek. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, please get that footage on Insta. That's definitely um, going on. Three quarters full. That's good. Three That's a good full. bag. This is a strong bag. Sizable. Uh, the only the missing twenty five percent for me would be overly long act three. Didn't yep. need to be that long. Um and um slight scenes that kinda of lose their way. It it they just needed to trim the fat a bit yep. more in this film. I I'm with you on that. It's definitely three quarters for me as well. It definitely surpasses the first one uh, by long shot. Um, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. yeah, for me. Um, I it's it's one of my favourite phase three movies. Um, it's got to be top three with the obvious other two. Um, and yeah, Ant yeah. Man and a Wasp. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's right up there. Ant Man and a Wasp and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, Number one and number two. 100%. Um, yeah, no, it's great. I loved it. It was very funny. Again, if it was just a little bit too much comedy uh, at points, just to that kind of overshadowed the drama. But that, yeah, three, yeah. three, three quarters. Oh, amazing. And um, quickly before we do any more announcements, uh, next week, which film are we tackling? Do you know? Oh my god, that's. Do you know what, mate? I do you know what? I actually haven't got any recollection of how Phase Three is laid out. Uh, and just remember, dear listener, we are. If you're listening to this for the very first time, you're thinking, "What the hell are they doing?" We are going through each Marvel MCU movie in release date of release. Okay, um, so yeah, we're in, we've just kicked off with Phase Three, obviously. So I, I'm gonna say I think it's Captain Marvel, but I think I'm definitely wrong. Oh, you are. You couldn't be more wrong, my friend. Oh, okay, but, fair it is. Um, but if I say um, he might be a neighbourly friend of yours. Oh, is it Spider-Man? <gasps> yeah, it is. Oh, yes, God. it is. Oh, amazing. We've got the introduction for Tom Holland. Spider-Man well, his first Man. solo movie. Yeah, Spider-Man and Hot Aunt May are making <laughs> a rock up. Wow. Um, yeah, I so, I so I I have gropes with that movie. Do you? okay. I, I to be yep. fair, I can't fully remember it all. Yep. So I think I need to go. I'm interested to watch this one because yep. I think this one it feels like a long time. Can't really think about. I think we've had so many Spider-Man films that actually it's quite hard to go back and think. Oh yeah, what was mm. what was the very mm. first one like? Oh, looking um, forward to that though. That sounds mm, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We got so we got Spider Man next couple of weeks. We got Spider Man Homecoming. Yep. Then we've got pro- maybe controversial city, Thor Ragnarok, because you thoroughly love, and I 
couldn't even finish. So yes. we will. I have to finish it this time, and I will watch it all, and we will have a very big chat about that. Who knows? I could come out of it absolutely loving it. I'm Fingers gonna. Crossed. I so so. I enjoyed Guardians two much more than recently. Just now when I watched it, than I thought I did. So yeah. I'm interested to see how I enjoy Thor Ragnarok. But I do remember watching Thor Ragnarok and being like, "Oh my god, that's far better than Guardians 2. Um, so I wonder whether I'm going to be still of that kind of opinion when it comes to it. Interesting. So yeah, thought I'm excited for that. Then we got Black Panther, which oh. kind of yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward. To it. It's an amazing film. Mm. Um, so looking forward to that. And then we get to Avengers: Infinity War, which oh. is just going to be. Ah. Insane. So we got, oh, and then we got loads. We got so many films in this phase. We got some TV shows that we got to go to. So yeah. we are going to be busy on the run up to Crimbo, um, in which we are definitely doing a Christmas film. We Can't absolutely are. And I'm just going to go out and say it. We're going to do a Christmas special as well. We'll do a little Christmas upload on Christmas Day for you guys, my dear listeners. Maybe we could do something really special. Do something funny. Uh, maybe we could do it in person and Forrest and I can get absolutely wasted when we do it. Ding dong, merrily on high. Fuck yeah. Let's get wait. let's get the mulled wine out and the mince pies. Let's go to town. All in the name of <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Boom. Uh, that's what I, I can't wait. But we, yeah, we definitely got to yeah. do that. But, Matt. Yes. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, mm. what are we up to this month, my friend? Oh, my Good Lord, we've got an announcement. Um, so, uh, me and Forrest are going to be uh, at uh, MCM Comic Con London on Saturday. I want to say it's the right date, the 29th of October, which is in a few weeks' time, kind of a couple of weeks from Saturday. Um, and we'll be there. We've got there a, a day, a day access. Uh, to come and talk to anyone that's in cosplay, anyone that's an MCU fan. Uh, we're going to interview people, we're going to talk to people, we're going to get people's thoughts, and just have a jolly old merry time. I'm going to go in there with a with an intention to buy a couple of cool things. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, what I, what I hope is that we stumble across one of our listeners. Would just oh, be that'd be amazing. An absolute dreamboat. So if you yeah if you're listening right now dear listener and you're going to be there as well please please God just let just tell us just let us know just send us a little DM on Instagram or Twitter or you know send us an email so that you're going to be there we can meet up we have a chat and we'll have a lovely jolly time um it's my third time going to MCM Comic Con have you ever been before Forrest I've never been oh <gasps> it's great so anything I've ever done is volunteered for Walker Stalker Con. Which is the Walking Dead convention? Yeah, which you, it doesn't happen anymore, but it used to be fantastic. Nice. Uh, and obviously, Comic Con is going to be like fifty times that massive. Event. So yeah. it's I I cannot wait. I'm far, thoroughly excited. We're going to have our t-shirts on. Don't be a hero yeah. podcast tees. Um, and I am just I'm absolutely pumped, mate. What I hope is that Bob from Belgium is comes comes to the UK. Oh God, yeah. And rocks up, mate. Or Kevin, our good friend, goes, <laughs> bloody hell, guys. <laughs> so don't be the hero. He's going to be more starstruck than we are. He, he just can't be. He won't believe his luck. Um, so Ke- our good old friend Kev, Kev Bomb, will yeah. be there. 
Um, but yes, no, absolutely. Do let us know if you're going to be there. DM us. If you're a little bit too keen, we'll see. We'll see whether it's worth meeting up with you. But yeah, do let, <laughs> do let us know if you're going to be there. What's better if you're going to be in cosplay? Awesome. Let us oh, know what the cosplay yeah. is. We'll, we'll give, you a, give you a little, you know, bit of promotion. I don't know what that was. A bit of promotion. I in the face, I look like. <laughs> we'll knock your fucking lights out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some promotion. Um, but yes. Yeah, so. can't wait. It's going to be great. We're really looking forward to it. Again, we want to kind of do these kind of things more often as well. So it feels like it's a really perfect space to sort of talk to people, get do a little bonus episode again, like we did uh, with our local one here in Colchester uh, not a few months ago. Um, but yeah, let us know if you're going to be there. Um, also, I just want to say as well, we've kind of gained quite a few listeners and watchers, um, uh, watchers, followers. Uh, over the last few weeks as well on Instagram. If you're new, thank you so much for following and listening to us. Uh, this is, again, I still still very much my highlight of my week. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks. Oh, mate. Yeah. It's, um, it's always beauty. Uh, don't be a hero podcast at gmail.com. Still looking forward to your emails. Um, we have had one from Nathan, actually. <coughs> have you? <coughs> have you well we've got we've 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 got time let's let's do some emails come on oh, all right let's get that let's get that well in. while forrest is doing that in terms of like our engagement um we've we've got some awesome podcasts that we're also just being connected to throughout the weeks um so i'm just very quickly right now just going to give people random shout out um uh, matt and movies you got a good name i have that name too thank you for following to us uh we've got a fragment of movies thank you for following we've got vans world podcast thank you for following we've got fake gamer girl pod thank you so much for following we've got horror collectors underscore spain thank you for following uh we've got uh the film bartender thank you so much for following and liking all of our things because i can just see you've just literally liked everything so big up you my friend thank you so much um make sure you check them out um also as well uh thank you so much multiverse of badness i mean what oh, a name what, what a strong a name there yeah. multiverse yeah. but of there's, there's so many more and we, just, I, I i need to figure out a good way of kind of giving everybody a, a, a do kind of shout out uh, mm. as we get through the weeks but thank you so much for everybody that's what i and uh, so yeah, uh, Nathan, our good our good friend Nathan has been has emailed in. Uh, Age of Ultron thoughts. So he's slightly oh, behind, but he's okay. gone uh, another cracking listen, chaps. Nice to hear uh, Age of Ultron getting some positive comments, as it's often left at the bottom of the Avengers pile. But I think yeah, that's does, yeah. just because the other three are so good. Yep, yep, fair, fair. Uh, he says, the good team dynamic and action. We've got to see the whole film with them assembling, but it's great to see them working together properly. Everyone looks awesome. Some of the best Avengers suits in this film. I think you mentioned uh, Captain... Um, Cap- yeah, yeah, Caps. Caps so, suit. It's. Yeah. I mean, here we go. Look, 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 that It was kind of like that was meant to happen that moment. Oh, look at that little segue. Yeah. Talk about Caps suit. I put on Caps hat. Oh, he puts on a cap. Hello. Oh, and he's lighting up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. There's a lot of video footage in this episode. <laughs> wonderful to see. Anyway, carry um, on. Uh, introduction of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver I felt was done really well, aside from the accent. Yes. I'll have to watch out for the hair changes, though, Forrest. Did I mention hair change? I must have mentioned uh, hair Maybe changes. I mentioned hair. 
Oh, maybe. I did. I think I did. I did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In terms of uh, Wanda's hair. Ah. Going, going from being really nice to being frizzy to then being like, ooh, there's no cohesion there with... No with the hair situation. Uh, yeah. Uh, James Spader's Ultron voice was epic. I love the what? scene when he is first revealed. Yes. One of the finest scenes when he's first revealed and he yep. walks out like a little puppet. Pinocchio. Great Hawkeye content for once. Yes. The bad. Pacing is terrible in the second third of the movie with the worst culprit being Thor's side quest. We mentioned this. We mentioned that, yeah. There was originally an additional character here. Some female spirit lady, she appears in the trailer, and I believe in the original cut, Thor was possessed by her, and Selvig was in charge of interviewing her through Thor and recording it to get the answers. But it was cut down so much that we were left with not very much, and Selvig carrying a box of things he doesn't use. Interesting. Interesting. That's a bit hashy, isn't it? That is a bit. That's a bit. Yeah. Um, this one has a bit too much Joss Whedon quippiness in it for me. Even Hydra agents lying shot on the floor are making jokes. Can't remember that. Mm. Um, that said, there are also some really good ones in it. Um, and there. Oh, here we go. He goes. Matt's theory about Thanos and Ultron being connected is interesting. Oh, okay. Nathan had always thought Ultron was aware that Thanos was out there because he knows everything humanity knows. And Iron Man saw the Shatauri and Dark Esther ships when he took the missile through the wormhole in Avengers 1. So that information would have been passed on. I wouldn't say it goes as far as Thanos being in control of Ultron though. I'd always thought Thanos's fine, I'll do it myself, was in relation to Loki failing with the Mind Stone, Ronan failing with the Power Stone, and as we later find out, Gamora and Nebula, uh, Nebula failing with the Soul Stone. Uh, which is kind of what we were talking about, I think. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Like, that line, yeah, fair enough. Um, that, uh, this one is 17th on my ranking. Although it has some of my favourite moments, it's not as well-paced and a bit bitty compared to a lot of the other bits in the canon. Time for me to do some catching up. I better do a Don't Be A Hero podcast binge. Yeah, you should, my friend. Yes, you should. Yeah, you should. That's yes, a great email. That's a great email. And again, dear listener, if you haven't listened to that episode, do make sure you go back to listen to it again. You know, it's it was a good episode actually. I think we've spoken about a lot, and again, I still hold tight to that theory. I really do. Mm. I think it. I, mean, I think it's great. I think it works. Oh, I, I think it works. But I like, you fantastic. know, fantastic. I like. I like your theories. I like. Them. Thanks, I, my like I like it a lot. Do you know what? Uh, Talking about theories and opinions, mm. just to finish up, on Instagram uh, yesterday, we put out a poll uh, and we were talking about Doctor Strange. And much as obviously we had difficulties with Doctor Strange, there was a comparison between the origin stories of uh, Doctor Strange and Batman Begins in terms of how they kind of get their abilities and stuff. And I kind of asked uh, a poll on whose origin story was better, whether it's Doctor Strange or is it Batman Begins? Mm. Um and we had loads of votes. We had, um, let me just do a title, actually, because we had nearly 300 votes on Ooh. this poll. Um, and do you know what? I'm quite surprised by this. Um, it is very, very, very tight. But Doctor, Str- Doctor Strange clinched it by 52% um, on you know, the the vote of, of it being a better origin story than Batman Begins, which I disagree personally. I think uh, Batman Begins is pretty good. But, um, yeah. Madness. 
Interesting. Yeah, I can't. I can't. So I can't get on board with that. Doctor Strange pile of shit. But um, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome to you. <laughs> welcome to your wrong opinions, people. But uh, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I can't even compare the like, Batman films to that. Are you? Are you? You're having a laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes. Anyway, on that anyway, note, my friend, my uh, friend, it has been honestly, man. It's cool. It's lovely to see you. It's a joy. It's an absolute joy. Oh, mate, I love the way your hair quiffs at the top. Brings right. a tear to my eye. Oh, All right. Mate. Anyway, I'm gonna play you out. The sun is shining in the sky. Boom. Boom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be a Hero podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts. Email us at don't be a hero podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be a Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be a Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.